Who are you? I'm the player to be named later. And you should recognize me. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Players to be Named Later podcast. I'm Ed, that's Stuffy Dan. Say hi, Stuffy Dan. What's up, Ed? I just got over the crud. Dan's got the crud. And you know what else was cruddy, Dan? Your picks. picks this week. Yay, we're bad. And I mean bad. In the three years we've been doing this, this is the absolute worst week I've had. I finished six and eight, Did- including losing my survivor for the fourth time fourth in time. the seven weeks we've done this. Dan is still a perfect seven and oh. But to be fair, Dan got as many games wrong as I did. I did. It was not a good. It was a really weird week in the NFL. Let's be honest. A lot of upsets. A lot of upsets. But let's start it off on a lot Thursday, of controversial games as well, according to the interwebs. Everything's a controversial game nowadays with reverse angles and referee Twitter accounts. Everything's controversial. But let's go to Thursday Night Football live from the Caesars Superdome. The Jacksonville Jaguars improved to five and two, taking care of business against. The now three and four New Orleans Saints, thirty-one to twenty-four. Dan, we both watched this one. What'd you think? Um, <clears throat> New Orleans is very is a very disappointing team this year. They have a lot to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple teams that were put on fraud alert this week. Um, and I think Jacksonville may be getting put on fraud alert. Fraud alert here shortly as well. We got to see what they're truly made of because they have had a pretty weak schedule. The mm-hmm. last few weeks that have kind of gotten them to this point, they did beat a good team in the Bills. Is it still safe to call the Bills a good team? I don't know. That's something we can discuss shortly. But that's where I'm at. What do you got for me, Ed? Well, I kind of got to question the Saints a little bit on some of their play selection. You're down – or it's a tie game, 354 remaining, fourth and four, and you – punt the football away, and you only get 39 yards out of it. That immediately set up the game, the go-ahead score, um, which wound up being Christian Kirk, 44 yards from Trevor Lawrence. Is there something wrong with Chris Olave? Because it seemed like he quit on a few routes, and is Alvin Kamara back to what we need him to be? I think those are two questions as it pertains to the New Orleans offense. Because I know it was brought up a few times by whoever's doing the games on Thursday. Um, it seemed like Chris Olave just stopped running routes. I mean, conspiracy theory Twitter thinks Chris Olave took a bag to, to lose that game. Interesting. Um, but the, the, the question for me is this Calvin Ridley. Um he had good week one. And then after that, man, he's just kind of disappeared and he was on a prove it to me contract. Uh, Four targets, one catch, five yards. Not, not good. No. And one thing I want to bring up is Christian, the the money that Christian Kirk got last year in the off season, a lot of people question that. Mm -hmm. And man, he has put up and has made these people shut up. He is looking like the number one receiver in that offense. And to be completely honest, he, I think you have to call him a number one receiver and looking back on that contract with the production they're getting out of him. Yes. Some of this may be, maybe Trevor Lawrence, but looking back on it, you may say Christian Kirk was underpaid on this contract. And a lot of people said he was overpaid going into it. A lot of kudos has to be given to the saints offense who outgained Jacksonville and 
in the fourth quarter, they were down 24 to nine and came back with a one yard Taysom Hill touchdown run. And then Michael Thomas, 17 yards from Derek Carr. And then Alvin Kamara catching just an Alvin Kamara play to tie the game on the two point conversion. But um, a costly pick six by by Derek Carr that made it 24 to nine. You got to. That's rough. That's rough. That was one of the few games you and I both picked the same and we both got right. Let's move on to a game where. I got it right, and you got it wrong, and that is the Chicago Bears taking care of business, getting their second win of the year, 30-12 to over the Las Vegas Raiders at Soldier Field. Uh, this was the Deonta Foreman show. He had three rushing touchdowns, two in the first half, one in the third quarter, and uh, had himself a day. He did. He did. Um, you got to be a little bit careful here with Foreman from a fantasy perspective. Roshan Johnson's going to be coming back. I expect him to get the lead back work if he clears concussion protocol. He's been out since week five with that concussion. Uh, this D two rookie Tyson Baguette, Bagnet, Bagnet, sure, Bag, whatever, Bagent, Bagent, yeah. Um, sure. Is that the arm wrestling champion champion of the world twenty eight times over or something? He he looked pretty good. From a quarterback perspective, but he was taken care really of. I don't think the I don't really think the the real story here is um anything about the Chicago offense, even though they put up thirty points. The real question is the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. He deserves to be fired. First coach fired. I think Al Davis or whoever whatever Davis is in charge now. I think he has more patience than that, but can they afford to fire him? Because aren't they still playing Gruden as well? I I don't know about all that with the with the whole fire with cause thing with Gruden. I don't know if he's actually still getting paid or not. Well, he but resigned, still, correct? Didn't he? He didn't get fired. He resigned. No idea. No impact. No idea. But um, there's not really much to say here. Brand Brian Hoyer kind of looked uh, at his age, 17 for 32, with two interceptions. Um, the Raiders couldn't run the football. They really couldn't pass the football either. This offense looks anemic. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, 10 for 13 for 75 yards, TD and an interception. Um, Josh Jacobs, where the hell are you, man? 11 for 35 on the ground, one for six on four targets through the air. You got to be better than that if you're Oakland. You got to run the football more than 13 times if you're going to win a game. And this was a winnable game. You cannot um, let Chicago run the football 30 eight times and then pass the football week, again for another 29. Last week you said save Devontae Adams. I am in a hundred percent agreement with you. I don't understand why they went away from him. His stat lines very, very deceptive because he had 12 targets, seven receptions, 57 yards. A Any lot of other those receiver, targets were throwaways too. Right. A lot of those targets were throwaways. One of those targets was a blatant interception that was thrown a pick six, I believe. Um, and the five of those seven receptions came in the first quarter. He had five for 48 in the first quarter, Ed. And then he disappeared again. I believe the last, what's that, seven targets? I believe the last seven targets, I'm going to say, okay, I believe the last five came in the fourth quarter in garbage time almost. Yeah. Like, why are you going away from him? You look at that first quarter, it's, it's seven nothing. You're moving the ball. Devontae's getting you down the field. and 
you go away from what was working. Now, don't get me wrong. Jacoby Myers had seven for 50 and a touchdown. But I'm sorry. When your star receiver says he's not happy with his targets and production, you do what Joe Burrow did with Jamar Chase. And As you force eat him says, the football. I'm always effing open. And Devontae Adams is always effing open as well. Is it yeah, time to maybe is, – is, is it time to maybe think about the conversation that – Maybe Devontae Adams was as good as he was because Aaron Rodgers was tossing him the football? No, that's not a conversation to have because what he did last year with Derek Carr, you go back and look at his stats, good season, and you look at what he does when he gets the targets here. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, don't, I don't buy that. I think Devontae Adams is right now is a product of a core, poor quarterback room and a poor coaching staff, um, 100%. I think, I think Devontae was stupid to ask out of Green Bay when he did. Um, he can put that blame on himself, but no, he wasn't. Well, don't forget Rogers was there all last year and Devante wasn't. Yeah, but, uh, the writing was on the wall, man. I mean, not that the writing was on the wall. Maybe you're right. Maybe the writing was on the wall there, but I mean, no, I, I don't think you can say definitively that he's a product of what Aaron Rodgers was until he has another comparable quarterback because truthfully, I mean, Jimmy G is a scheme quarterback. Absolutely. And now that he's out of away from arguably the best offensive mind in football and outside of Sean Payton or outside of um, the short pretty boy in Los Angeles, who I will not name, um, Kyle Shanahan's a good coach and he knows how to run offense. He made Johnny Manziel look good. So maybe Jimmy G getting away from that is the reason he's not doing so well. Let's move along. Let's talk about a team that is doing so well. And a team that finally got gifted from the football gods when the referees decided to play for their team. And that's the Cleveland Browns, who won 39-38 at Lucas Oil Stadium in a just a game that took years off my life. It started with Jerome Ford going 69 yards on the opening drive, followed by Josh Downs catching a 59-yard pass from Minshew Mania. And then the game was on. Uh, Dustin Hopkins is the first ever kicker, I believe, to kick five or to kick 50 yard field goals in five consecutive games. He had three of them in this one, including a 58 yarder to give the Browns the lead late in the game. Miles um, Garrett had two sacks and hurt, I wouldn't even call it a hurdle, just leaped over an offensive line to block a field goal, which didn't even touch him. Like, just the vertical on that guy. And it looked like he did it from a standing start to just up and over and go and block a kick. You you had a fumble recovery by Tony Fields in the end zone. I mean, this, this game was just so back and forth. Michael Pittman and Garner Minshew hooked up from 75 yards out. It, it's the, the Browns' defense is going to look bad on this one because they gave up 38 points. But there is no defense more exciting than Cleveland for the simple fact of what they can do and the stars that they have. Garner Minshew looked great. He really did. And PJ Walker earned himself another start as he's going to start this week, despite the fact going 15 for 32 for 178 and an interception. He will be starting this week as Deshaun Watson has a shoulder or something. Um, So interesting thing here, Dan, if you take that 69 yard TD run away from Jerome Ford, 10 carries for five yards. Yeah, and I've, I've told you all along he's not, a, he's not a great running back. 
Kareem Hunt, 10 carries for 31 yards. He did have two touchdowns. Boy, does his team miss Nick Chubb. Um, um, Amari Cooper, eight targets, two two catches, 22 yards, and he was missed a lot. But Garner Minshew, 15 for 23 for 305, two TDs, and a costly interception. Jonathan Taylor, 18 for 75 and three for 45 through the air. He's getting lion's share of the touches now in that backfield. I think Zach Moss, if you got him in fantasy, it's maybe time to put him on the waiver wire. Josh Downs, five carries, 125 yards, including that 59-yard catch. Michael Pittman Jr., only two catches, but one of them was that 75-yard score. Gardner Minshew fumbled the football three times and lost all three of them. Does that concern you if you're Indianapolis? It should. Do you think Deshaun would be able to get back on the field if he had a masseuse to work out that shoulder? Uh, I think I think he's healthy. I think there is an issue between him and the coach. And You think he's I, got the yips a little bit? Uh, yeah. I uh-huh. think the Browns are starting to see that they made a mistake and a big one. Let's move along. Let's talk about another controversial game, and that is the Denver Broncos, 19, the Green Bay Well, hold on. No, there's something else we got to talk about with this game. Do we have to? We do. We need to talk about Jim Jim Irsay's tweet. Oh, yes, we do. Where he claims that the NFL has personally admitted to him, and apparently only him, that there were, I believe he said several quotes that were, or several, um, calls that were missed and the NFL personally apologized to him. Now, mind you, he said the NFL and didn't name names, didn't say the head of the referees or the referees at the game or Roger Goodell or anybody else. He just said the NFL apologized to him. What? And what? Can you explain Um, it? Is there an explanation? I think the only explanation that they should have gave uh, Jim Irsay was, "Hey Jim, check out that check out that game you guys played against the Ravens when uh when the refs oh, missed here we go when the refs missed three uh three calls at the end of the game to uh to give you that one. You guys are in first place. Why don't you get off your high horse, okay? Listen, you guys, no, I mean, you guys it's have not gotten that. calls. It's not no, that. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. The Ravens have gotten calls too. Don't act like it cost them the whole freaking season because they lost one game because of a few missed calls." Okay, it's happened everywhere. The referees are having a tough time. Jim Irsay needs to stop what he's doing, whatever he's doing. He's making a fool out of himself. If the Jonathan Taylor stuff didn't do that, this is doing it now. That's my point. That's my point, dickhead. My point is that every team has gone through it. It's not. And truthfully, the refs missed some calls for the Browns earlier in that game. Oh, yeah. The first half was rough. And Indy still had a chance to put that game away, too. Yeah. So stop that and oh. stop at Indianapolis, man. Stop your bitching because you guys got away with one a few weeks ago against us. Well, it's league wide. It's not just the Colts. Nobody media, cares about that shit city that I visited not that long ago. Social media has destroyed the respect for on surface officials because you never see you. Um, well, you hear about it with baseball umpires behind home plate about how a guy missed one call away from having a perfect game behind home plate. But more often than not, it's missed calls. You get the missed call videos on Twitter. You get the missed strike zone videos, Angel Hernandez. I call them the Angel Hernandez videos. 
Um, it, it's like a whole genre of just referees being bad at their jobs. But you never see any videos about, re- you know, referees or umpires being good at their jobs. Social media has completely destroyed anybody's want to be a referee. And if it hasn't, parents in lower leagues have done it. It's terrible. I wouldn't want to be a referee. That and I, I'd probably get fired and had a mockery made of my name because I'd be so favored for or against teams. But let's move along. Let's I'd talk be about the easiest ref to buy. Absolutely. I'm poor. The Broncos 19, the Packers 17 at Empower Field at Mile High. I hate that name. But the Broncos had a field goal fest to pick up their second win of the year and to approve to 2-5. and five. The Packers fall back with the rest of the NFC North to 2-4. and four. Refereeing here again was a little bit dubious. But you got to give kudos to the Packers defense. Stopping the Broncos on three drives in the first half inside the red zone. And holding them to field goals. But ultimately, it was a 52-yard field goal from Will Lutz with 350 remaining. They made it 19-17. to And the Packers just couldn't get it done on their final drive. Did you watch this one? Are you familiar with this one? What happened here, bud? Uh, I watched some of this one. I mean, this isn't really a game that I set out to watch when there's other better games on, to be completely honest. These are two terrible teams. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Um, A.J. Dillon decided he wanted to run the ball well. This, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I take that back. It's the Denver Broncos defense. Anybody can. I think I could probably run 15 for 61 against this defense, to be completely honest. I think you could probably go 8 for 35 like Aaron Jones did. Hey, yo, I am a bowling ball of a back, all right? I got a low center of gravity, all right? I know what I'm doing. Lower but, the shoulders, uh, dip and dive, yeah. I know what's up. Um, there's, there's not much to really talk about this, and let's be completely honest. These aren't two teams worth really spending our time on either. Jordan Love's not the franchise quarterback they thought they were getting. No, but I think it's good that they figured that out this year. Third and 20 from the Green Bay 46. He went deep, and it was he was intercepted by P.J. Locke that pretty much ended the game with 152 left. Um, yeah. It's going to be... Uh, going to be tough sledding for the Packers, but to be fair, you look at the names that the Packers have on this roster, you have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, and who else? Samad, Samori Tori? Torre? I'm sorry, but I believe Romeo Dobbs is can be a star receiver. Can be if he has a quarterback that can get him the football. Agreed. Let's move along to a quarterback that can get the football around, and that's Taylor Swift. I mean, uh, that's the other guy. Patrick Mahomes, 6-1 and one are the Kansas City Chiefs with a 31-17 victory over division rival, the L.A. Chargers, who now fall to 2-4. and four. You just you were talking the Ravens about, game from the early slate? I'm just going in order. We haven't going gotten there yet. Order. The order in which it's listed on football reference, we haven't you gotten there yet. You need to start using a different site because we're all over the place. 31-17, Chiefs over the Chargers. Uh, you were talking about the first coach to get fired. It's Brandon Staley. I definitely think I definitely think that's a possibility too. I think uh, Staley and McDaniel's would both have very similar odds. Now, to be fair, this game was ten to ten. Um, Joshua Kelly had a forty-nine yard rush for the Chargers to make this ten to ten with ten forty-two left in the second quarter. Then Patrick Mahomes threw to Rushy Rice. It was answered by the by the Chargers at seven oh six left in the second quarter to make it 17-17 with Gerard Everett. 
Then Travis Kelsey got on the board, and we had to watch the handshake that we have seen. How many times have you seen that handshake between those two? No idea. It's been a lot. It's all over the place between um, Mrs. Mahomes and and Mrs. Kelsey or Taylor Swift or whatever she is. And now I guess Mahomes' brother is getting in on it too. But that was with 15 seconds left to make it 24 to 17. And then Isaiah Pacheco iced the game with 3.30 left in the fourth quarter to end this one out. Not really a lot to say here. Justin Herbert, 17 for 30, 259, two turnovers. Joshua Kelly, you take away that long run. He was like six for 25. So the Chargers couldn't really run the football very well. I mean, Josh Palmer, five for 133. That's a big day. Uh, Kelsey, 13 targets, 12 catches, 179 yards and a touchdown. Is Mahomes force-feeding him the football because Taylor Swift is there? Is that a directive from Goodell in the NFL? I have no idea, but there's something that I have to get off my chest about this game, so let me know when you're done. Mahomes, 32 for 42 for 424, four TDs and interception. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. He also have, he also added 29 yards on the ground on four attempts. Isaiah Pacheco, you only ran for 32 yards on 13 carries. you got to be better than that. But you did go four for four through the air for 28 yards and a score, so I guess we'll give you a pass. All right, Dan, give it to me. What do you got? Justin Herbert is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. I don't and care you're done. Is. You're done. We're I moving on. Uh, no, you said this last week. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing it. He is awful. The dude does nothing but throw picks in crucial moments. Look at this season. They're two and four. Go back and look at how many late interceptions he's thrown in the game. Mm. Two would not have a chance to really win this game. Uh, granted, this game was kind of a blowout at the half. Not really, but sort of. No, it, was it wasn't. It was three. a seven-point game until the fourth quarter, <clears throat> until late in the fourth quarter. And he blew it once again. Ice cold take. You're a terrible person. You should feel terrible about more that. than the chicks that you have. We are going house. to move on and talk about the New England Patriots taking care of business at home, getting Bill Belichick his 300th career win. They improved to 2-5 with a 29-25 upset over the Buffalo Bills, who'd fall to 4-3 and three and out of first place in that division. Actually, I don't think they were. I think Miami was still there, but still they fall another game behind Miami. Um, Zeke. Zeke did his job. Kind of. He did enough. 11 for 31 with a score. So he scored. Uh, Mac Jones looked like the Mac Jones that New England thought they were getting, and he actually got cheered and survived till the end of the game. 25 for 30, 272, and two touchdowns. He added three rushes for 11 yards on the ground. Um, New England's got to figure out how to run the football if they're going to succeed, because Mac Jones cannot is not capable of carrying this team. Um, probably the biggest and worst thing to come out of this is Mike Gusecki's gritty. No, that's the best gritty in the NFL. What that is the about? absolute. 100% worst. the best gritty in the NFL. You are uh, absolutely drunk. Josh Allen, 27 for Another 40. overrated for, quarterback. For, oh, God damn. I hate you sometimes. 27 for 41 for 265, two TDs and a pick. He also lost a fumble. He added seven carries for 17 yards and a touchdown on the ground. James Cook, 13 for 56. You've got to have more. You cannot depend on Josh Allen to run this offense. He needs more help. He, Cook was also three for three for 46 yards and a score. Uh, Stephon Diggs, 12 targets, six catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. 
gotta kind of you want to see more than just less than 10 yards a catch for him but maybe that's just me hoping for the best you got anything Um, else to add from this one i do actually if you remember and i will pull the clip if you don't believe me i don't think you have the ability to pull the clip but go ahead when we talked about this um 100 i have the ability to do that Uh, we talked about this game last week i said i wouldn't be surprised if this is a game new england wins this is a belichick game and what happens a new england won. tell me dan did you pick new england to win this game no i mean nobody in their right mind would pick new england to win this game but Uh, (laughs) i did say i wouldn't be surprised if it happened i was surprised at the score though i definitely would have thought it if I would have had to pick a score with New England winning, I probably would have picked like 14 to 10. Oh, yeah. Like I that. figured it would be like, a, been a field goal fest. Um, but uh, yeah, nothing like this. Say what you will, but kudos to Mac Jones for hitting one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive passes on the final drive inside of two minutes, taking them from the 25 to the one. And Demario Douglas, he, he tried to hit him over the middle and missed him. And then with 15 seconds left, Kaseki caught his touchdown. But kudos to Mac Jones for coming back and getting that. Josh Allen also, the fumble he lost, five seconds left from his own 25-yard line. That doesn't really count. But it is what it is because there's probably no chance he's going to heave the football 75 yards. But that's neither here nor there. Let's move along to one of the – I don't want to move along yet. I actually want to kind of dive into this because I think this Bills team is is good. I think this Bills team could be a contender in the AFC. But when you watch them play, what do you – like, what do you see that's wrong with them, that they are 4-3 and on the season? They lost to Jacksonville. They lost to the Jets, and now they've lost to the Patriots. They lost to three teams that if – You're asking a question, and you're not giving me a chance to answer. Jacksonville was explainable. Agreed. I picked Jacksonville to win that game. I believe the Jets were explainable because, and you you've made fun of me for this before, and it it is what it is. Sports gods are a real thing, and teams rally around defeat, and this was defeat because when Aaron Rodgers went down, the Jets were resilient and they believed in their guy to do what he could do. The Bills didn't stand a chance. Once wh- when Aaron Rodgers went down, Bills didn't stand a chance. It's good okay. coaching. That's what good coaching does. As far as them losing this week, I think they just played down to their competition. And maybe this was the case of Mac Jones playing for his life in football. Because if Mac Jones has a bad game here, he rides out the bench for the rest of the season and he starts in the XFL next year or the USFL or whatever they're going to call themselves. This was, right. a, this was a make-it-or-break-it career game for Mac Jones, and, and he, he performed. Let's talk about a stinker of a game, and that was the Washington Commanders falling at MetLife Stadium 14-7 to to the Giants. We don't really need to mention too much here. Saquon Barkley had a long run. Uh, Darren Waller from Tyrod Taylor opened the scoring in the second quarter. In fact, the Giants, on two consecutive possessions, scored and then didn't come close again. Brian Robinson with 10-21 left in the third quarter from four yards out, made it 14-7, and that was pretty much it. Sam Howell threw for 42 times for 249 yards. He did only throw one interception. Uh, Terry McLaurin, six for 90, so good day for him. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 21, 21 rushes for 77 yards, three catches for 41 yards, a TD and a lost fumble. 
Tyrod Taylor took care of the football, 18 for 29, 279, two TDs. Anything to add on this one before we say, well, Darren Waller, seven for 98 and a score. Anything to add? Yeah, before I do we have something to add away? here. I got a Which few got? things to add. For one, Sam Howell's terrible. Um, this Commanders team very well could be 0 and 7, or they could also be, be at, or it also they point this point they could also be 6 and 1 when you actually look at how close their games were. Um, if you're the Giants, do you stick with Tyrod as over reason, over Daniel Jones? That offense? Did no. you watch any of this game? I, why would I? So I did because uh, I had a betting interest in it. Of course, you but did. um, the offense looked the most cohesive that I've seen them all year, and we've seen them on way too much prime time so far this season. Right. So it it literally does make me wonder if you're the Giants, do you consider sticking with Tyrod and just using Daniel Jones's neck for an excuse, like you're using Deshaun no. Watson's shoulder in Cleveland? Yeah, probably. Um, but no, because he's. You've already made the decision that Daniel Jones is your franchise quarterback. You're not going to do what the Browns did and choose Brian Hoyer over insert rookie quarterback here because they did it like two or three times where they started Hoyer over the guy that they drafted in the first round and it just destroyed the guy they drafted in the first round. I don't think that's what destroyed him. That was probably that. Shut up. Moving on. Lincoln Financial Field saw two of the best teams in football, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Miami Dolphins, Go toe-to-toe with the Eagles winning at home, 31-17. to Big news out of this one, Jalen Hurts. Is he hurting? Yeah, this was an interesting game. Uh, I had Philly winning this game. You had Miami. Why did you have Miami again? Because I believe in the Dolphins. Fraud alert. Fraud alert. Yeah, Fraud I alert. should have learned my lesson from last week. Um, this Or from two weeks ago, excuse me. I mean... Miami fans all over the world complained about the tush push. I understand it, but at the same time, it's a legal play. AJ Brown has been him since him and Jalen got into it on the sidelines that one time. Um, when the Miami and now they're all the buddy ball, buddy now. Did you see the post game interview they had on the field? I believe so. Like all buddy buddy talking about going over and going over to each other's houses and raiding their fridges and everything. I did not see that. It seemed kind of, well, I I just left the TV on as I was working, but it seemed weird. Um, Really quickly about this Miami team. Sure. They have two losses. They lost, both the teams they lost to are over 500, have an over 500 win percentage. After we just got done ragging on the bills, you're going to give them a quality win, but all right, go for it. After all, well, after Go for it. No, can finish the teams your they lost to have sub 500 records. Is this team a legitimate fraudulent team? And why no. are they playing the Patriots again? I do not like this NFL scheduling. The Patriots Fair. are done with the Dolphins after this week. So that is one divisional opponent they do not play again. To me, that's weird. I mean, somebody's got to do it. They can't have four division games to end the year. I mean, I feel like you maybe should. I'm going to be honest here. Dude, with a 17-game schedule, things like you this are going to happen. Have to have it to, you don't even have to have four to end the year. I mean, in their last four games, they have two. But you could move a Chiefs game that they have coming up, flip it back a week, and push the Raiders Dude, game back. The computers I, that make this schedule are way smarter than what we are. Yeah, the computers. Okay, Roger Goodell. 
I'm just saying. Um, do we want to? I mean, we probably should talk about this one. Tua Tunga Vailoa, 23 for 32 for 216, a TD and a pick, sacked three times. And if you're Miami, that's scary. Uh, Cedric Wilson didn't. He he threw a pass. Technically, he was a passer. He got sacked. He also caught two balls for 48 yards. Uh, the leading rusher for Miami, Raheem Mostert, 45 yards. I know you got the track stars on the outside that are going to win us a gold medal in in L.A. in flag football. And you gave Tyreek Hill 11 catches for 88 yards and a score. But Jalen Waddle, 6 for 63. That I'd like to see that a little higher. But Well, don't forget, Waddle was hurt. He He didn't play the whole second quarter and came back halfway through the third. So maybe that's a reason, but still, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say they're frauds, but maybe you gotta you gotta throw the football better. Uh, Jalen Hurts, twenty three, twenty three for thirty one, two seventy nine a TD and a pick, eleven carries for twenty one yards and a score, and a lost fumble. You gotta though. He went into the into the tent and. Uh, was it a concussion? Was it a shoulder? Was it an elbow? Was it an arm? He didn't say. He just said we're moving on in the postgame interview. There's not really been anything come out of Philadelphia, so you got to wonder about that. A.J. Brown, 10 for 137 and a score. Dallas Goddard, 5 for 77 and a score. The Eagles are for real. Yeah, I mean, but they had a blunder the previous week, but if they got back Jaylen, Hurts goes down. Are they still a Super Bowl contender? I that's to be determined. Fair enough. Let's move along. Pittsburgh 27, the Rams 17, and two teams that I absolutely despise. This one happened. It was a home game for Pittsburgh in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Um, a lot of field goals. That's all I want to say about this. Why does the NFL want Pittsburgh relevant? Because Pittsburgh is one of the largest fan bases in football. It is a historic team fan base. And I firmly believe that the owners of the Steelers, the Roonies, um, run the league. He's right up there with Jones in in Dallas and maybe Ursay in Indianapolis and uh, Kroenke in L.A. It is absolutely insane how relevant they want them to see it because they should have lost this game. By a lot. Kenny Pickett, 27 for – or I'm sorry, 17 for 25, 230 yards, two sacks, eight attempts, zero yards, but he did have a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Najee Harris, 14 for 53 and a score. Jalen Warren, six for 32 and a score on the ground. Um, George Pickens. Uh, he's going to be a star in, in Pittsburgh, no matter who's throwing him the football. I personally believe it shouldn't be Kenny Pickett. Uh, five catches for 107 yards. Deontay Johnson, five catches for 79 yards. Moving along, Matt Stafford did not have a good game. 17 for 29, 231, a TD, and a pick, sacked twice. Uh, Royce Freeman and Darrell Henderson combined for 127 yards on 30 carries for L.A. Puka Nakua, eight for 154. Cooper Cup, seven targets, two catches, 29 yards. That's why the Rams lost this football game. You've got to so. have more from Cooper Cup. Yeah, you've got to have more. I mean, um, TJ Watt got an interception. They covered him very well, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, sure they did. 
Yeah, Cooper Cup is the best player in the league that isn't a quarterback. That's a a bold call. That isn't a quarterback. And he's the best offensive player. That's a bold call. No, who's better? I can probably name about five receivers I'd rather start my team with over Cooper Cup. No, I'm sorry. Cooper Cup is the, he is the man. Uh, but TJ Watt continued to do TJ Watt things. There was some dubious calls here, just like everywhere else in the NFL. The Steelers are now four and two, right behind the Baltimore Ravens, ahead of the Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati is gone in that division, but I do not believe really, they're only they're only like a game on. behind everybody else. Yeah. Um. I don't like this at all, but I will be going to see the Steelers live. I hope soon uh, and in December when they take on the Patriots. I'm hoping that things are still up in the air. So I'll get to see up close and personal how bad Kenny Pickett is. Kenny Pickett's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. You can say what you want, but he's not. He's putting well, up Cleveland Brown numbers. Technically, he is right now, but let's move on. Um, One last thing, and I maybe should save this for the end of the show, but I don't care. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have gone 53 games without putting 400 yards up on offense. The next closest team to them is the Los Angeles Rams, who have gone 12. Think about that for a second. 53 games without having 400 yards of total offense. That's bad. That's insane. Fire Matt Canada now. Actually, All right. Keep him around. Well, yeah, I agree with you. But if you're a Steelers fan, fire Matt Canada now. Talk about it, Dan. The frauds. Can we call them the frauds if they're going to win their division by five games? Uh, I mean, I'm not calling them frauds. You know, I mean, I'm high on the Lions. This, to me, this was a to me this was more of a test for the Ravens than it was the Lions. I'm going to be completely honest. Oh, yawn. Um, 38 to six. The Baltimore Ravens approved to five and two. The Lions dropped to five and two. This one happened at M&T Bank Stadium, and this game was not as close as the score predicted because Lamar Jackson kind of showed why Lamar Jackson won an MVP. He had three touchdowns through the air and one on the ground. Dan, would you like to talk about Lamar Jackson for a little bit? Um, I mean, oh, just, so sorry. We we're out he of time. Just tied, he just tied Tom Brady for uh, Most Tom Brady's yeah. plus 155 passer rating, and Lamar still has a bunch of years to go. He has three so far in his career. Brady had three in his total career. Hey, it's Look, impressive for a running back. It really Everybody is. can say what they want about Lamar and how he's running back. He's proving this year that he can stay in the pocket and he can throw the ball. Uh, he's had a great year. There is there's stats up there that it's he's only ran a hand like maybe ten or ten or less designed QB run plays, and all mm-hmm. and the rest of them have just been QB scrambles. So at that point, he's just like any other quarterback. He just has the speed and the ability to see it and do it more often. Um to his I'm, credit, he did hit nine receivers today. But yeah, I mean, a few he, of I mean, them had 155. Four of them had four of them had one catch, and two of them had two catches. Also, did Lamar Jackson turn the football over? Uh one fumble, one fumble lost. He did. He did turn the football over. Which is There's like death taxes and Lamar fumbling. 30 consecutive games with a turnover or something ridiculous. Uh, Jared Goff may have been exposed. 33, 4, 53, 284 interception. He was also sacked five times. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, 11 for 68 and a score on the ground. Amon Ross St. Brown, 13 catches for 102 yards on 19 targets. Also, Gibbs had nine catches on 10 targets 
for 58 yards. That's a lot of checkdowns. Um, I mean, listen, there's something about this, to be completely honest. Like, these, uh, really talking about Detroit, it, it doesn't kind of make sense because most of this was second half garbage time. I mean, the, the right. whole second half of this game was garbage time. Oh, to be absolutely. Honest. It's probably um, most of the second quarter was garbage time. One thing that does need to be talked about, and I can I, I confirm this with multiple different Twitter sources, there is real conversation right now between the Ravens and the Titans to trade for Derrick Henry. What are your oh. thoughts on that? We won't do a show if that happens because you are going to be insufferable. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, you say that now until he drops 125 on the Steelers. Well, listen, obviously I'm I'm going to love the production that he can bring, but the reason why I don't like that is because I, I've been talking about how this offense hasn't looked cohesive all season, and this is the first game that they actually looked like a cohesive offense. In and the first they, half. Well, I mean, did they have to do much in the second half, to be completely honest? No, I mean, completely it, honest, it, was, it was 28 the, to nothing halfway through the second quarter. The, the, the second half of this game, the offense looked like, they were still playing cohesively, just not ne- not out of necessity, if that makes sense. No, I um, get it. But I mean, I, I obviously bringing in a a AP all pro, an AP offensive player of the year um, would be amazing. I just don't know how I feel about it with the ca- draft capital that I feel like that they're gonna want. I don't know if they're gonna get that much out of them, to be quite honest. Uh, Mark Andrews did have two touchdowns. He won me my fantasy league this week. Just want to national tight end day. Bring that up on. And uh, how about, and I just saw Jamison Williams, six targets, no catches. I don't care. I'm still high on that kid. That's rough. Let's move along. Let's go out West Seattle four and two with a 20 to 10 victory over the lowly, lowly Cardinals who are now one and six. This one happened at Lumen field which is another ridiculous name for a stadium. Uh, what do you got on this one? Besides the fact that Jason Myers is a good kicker. Um, Kyler Murray was on the side Lizzle. Looks like he may be coming back sooner than we expected. It looks like he may be coming back. Uh, just never say it. Um, never I mean, <laughs> this Arizona rushing, uh, don't, don't touch an Arizona running back until James Conner comes back. On the Seattle side of the ball, Kenneth Walker, I cannot believe he did not score a touchdown, to be completely honest with you. They had th- four, three, four tries from the from inside the two, and he didn't get in the box. Uh, JSN looked good with DK out. Um, Marquise Brown, uh, Josh Dobbs, there's tape out on him now, and this is the Josh Dobbs that we all expected. So that's really all I got to say. Seattle has a tough test coming up this week. I really hope they pull out the win. Um, it's not going to be easy, but I hope they can get it. Let's move along. Let's talk about what happened at Raymond James Stadium. The Buccaneers fall to 500 after a 16 to 13 loss to the visiting Atlanta Falcons, who are now four and three. Uh, Baker Mayfield, what do you think? Give me your honest opinion on Baker. Is he better now this year than what he was last year with Cleveland? Well, he wasn't with Cleveland last year. Two years ago, whatever. Um, he looks better, but he also has better weapons around him. I mean, he has probably I mean, does he two though? top ten receivers. Eh, I mean, it could be argued the receivers are better, but the offensive line's not better. 
Oh, the offensive line is definitely the running back was not better. The tight end's not better. The running back is, I believe the running back is better currently. If you put Rashad White on that on that Cleveland team, he's rushing for a buck every week. That's that's not saying much given that Kareem Hunt just they're not using Kareem Hunt correctly, which is a testament to the the how bad that the offense is being run in Cleveland. And Jerome Ford, maybe not the guy that needs to run the football. Which the depth in Cleveland is bad. Nick Chubb going down. I thought it was going to wreck their season. I'm really shocked they're four and two. Let's talk about this game though. Desmond Ritter, 19 for 25, 250, three fumbles. You this wanna... Atlanta team. This Atlanta team would be a Super Bowl contender if they had a quarterback. I was going to say I'm waiting for the Desmond Ritter insults. He added six for 38 and a score on the ground. Tyler Allgaier, 21 for 59, rushing three for 53 through the air. So the stat line looks good, but the rushing yards per attempt does not. Corderell Patterson, 10 for 56. No catches for Corderell Patterson. That worries you, yes? At least from a fantasy perspective? No. I mean, he's been really? running back the last, like, three years. I'd still like to see him get some touches. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 27 for 42. 275, a TD, and a pick, and three sacks. He also fumbled, did not lose it. He added 32 yards on the ground on three carries. Granted, one of them was a 31-yard run. Uh, Rashad White, 13 for 34. You got to be better than that. If Tampa's going to win, they got to be better than that. They got to run the football better. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, four for seven on the ground. That's not good. Uh, Mike Evans, six uh, six catches, 82 yards, and a score. Chris Godwin, 12 targets, 6 catches, 66 yards. Um, hmm. The Atlanta Falcons are also being investigated for the B. John Robinson stuff. Can you elaborate? Uh, yeah, so he the, he woke up and told, them, told the team before the game that he wasn't feeling well, he wasn't healthy. Halfway through the first quarter, the team said he's not playing. He was nowhere on the injury report, never was reported injured. So essentially, Vegas was pissed, betters were pissed, fantasy was pissed, everybody's pissed, and the NFL basically is invested. That doesn't mean anything's going to come of it, but the NFL is investigating the Falcons for circumventing the injury report when it came to him. Also, you know, it's manipulation when it comes to – it's kind of the Bill Belichick rule. Remember when Bill Belichick used to say all 53 guys were questionable or probable or whatever? Basically, you know, that's that's not something that should be going on anymore. Uh, and they are being investigated for that with Bijan. You know, it's crazy because we're big hockey guys. We may record a, another show tonight and talk about the NHL. But the difference in the injury reports, right? You have, what, out, doubtful, questionable, probable, and in, right, for the NFL. And they have to be very specific with the injuries and have to keep it updated throughout the week and at every quarter. The NHL, upper body injury, maybe. That's all you get. And an upper body injury could be anything from a hernia to a concussion. Lower body injury could be everything from jock itch to a stubbed toe. It's just, it's crazy how different those things are. You know, you got the Major League Baseball is kind of in between where they'll tell you what it is, but they'll be kind of secretive on how long the guy's going to be out. Yeah, and I don't, I don't necessarily like the way hockey does it either, to be completely honest. Oh, I think it's fantastic. But I get why the NFL is different, because the NFL, there's way more scheming for an individual player. 
you know, you need to know if Christian McCaffrey's got an ankle injury. So, you, you know, maybe you don't keep eight guys in the box to try to stop him. You can take a guy or two or three and put an extra defensive back on the field or somebody bigger to cover George Kittle, who may not be able to stop the run or may not be able to stop Christian McCaffrey. I get that. But with hockey, chances are the same 18 guys are going to play no matter who's playing on the other side. I kind of get it, I guess. We can save this conversation for a later show. Uh, Jordan Addison for Minnesota. Are we, are we moving on? Uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that game. We're we're moving on. I for I thought we were already there because I mentioned Christian McCaffrey, but I was wrong. On Monday Night Football, the Minnesota Vikings pull out a 22-17 victory at home at U.S. Bank Stadium to improve to three and four. The Niners drop to five and two. Is this a case of the Vikings getting back on track? The Niners playing down, injuries catching up with them. Referee this is a issues, case of I don't know what the fuck fatigue. Monday Night Football. Kirk Cousins won in prime time. I mean, Kirk Cousins also threw for 378 yards and two in touchdowns in prime time. In prime I mean, time. You and I have already debunked the prime time thing, though. I know, but it, it's always fun to uh, to bring that up. The aforementioned Cousins, 35 for 45, 378, two TDs, and an interception. He also had negative one yards on the ground. Minnesota could not run the football. Alexander Madison, 8 for 39 on the ground. Cam Akers, 10 for 31. I get they got him for cheap, but he's got to do better. Jordan Addison, 7 for 153 and two scores through the air. He's pretty good. TJ Hawkinson, 11 for 86 through the air. He's pretty good, too. On Can we just call it National Tight Ends Week? Instead of day, because I feel like you're yeah, cheating the tight ends on Thursday and, and Monday. Uh, Brock Purdy, 21 for 30, 272 at TD, two turnovers, and he was also sacked. He added 19 yards on the ground on five carries. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 15 for 45, a score, three for 51 through the air, and a score. He also turned a football over. Is CMC okay? I think so, yeah. I just think this was a matter of this. Minnesota rush defense looks good. Minnesota just played good on Monday night. I mean, there's no excuses. They they played a well-rounded game. And uh, I think it's possible that, saying that San Francisco may have uh, overlooked them a little bit without JJ. Well, one thing that you kind of got a question. Greg Joseph kicked a few or missed a 50-yard field goal to make this 25 to 18. If you're on the San Francisco 31, fourth and six with 116 left, is that the right call to make? Or do you maybe go for it to kill the game right there? No, I'm kicking the field goal. Okay. Uh, to be fair, they Greg Joseph missed the 50-yard field goal, giving San Francisco the football at their own 40-yard line. And then Brock Purdy didn't, wasn't really able to do too much with it. He hit Ray Ray McLeod for 9 and 11 to take the ball to the Minnesota 40. He spiked the football with 35 seconds left and then looked for McLeod for a third time and threw his second interception in as many drives. Brock Purdy overrated? I mean, about as overrated as Justin Herbert, if you ask me. Is he the sum of, his par- uh, the, sum of the parts? Like, uh, I think that's a discussion that can be had now for sure. Like, uh, he still does look really calm. He still does look really smart with the ball. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there obviously was some negative regression coming regardless, right? Yeah, uh, you, you, you're not going to be undefeated for your career. That's, right. That's true. So, I mean, there's that. Um, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, if if they lose this next game and he looks like trash, maybe we can say that there's some tape out on him or something along those lines. Um, it may, you know, maybe teams just catching up. Maybe there's something he's doing to uh, sort of tip his hand in a sense. I don't know. We'll we'll see. You know what he reminds um, me of, or who he reminds me of? Who's that? A lot of the stuff that's being said about Brock Purdy, specifically the stuff that I just said, was said about Kurt Warner too. About how he's the sum of his parts. If you put Kurt Warner on a different team outside of St. Louis, he's not going to do that well. And Warner definitely did that well in Arizona. Now, granted, he also had Anquan Bolden and and uh, Larry Fitzgerald. So, but maybe we're being too hard on the kid too. Maybe we need to give him more. Listen, than I I I really like Brock Purdy. I like the way he plays. I like the way I like his poise. I like everything about him. Um, I just think maybe the two he got off to too hot of a start and just sort of bit him in the ass in a sense. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's move along to our picks. And I just realized that Dan is a dick. I put my picks in right after Monday Night Football. Dan waits until Wednesday morning. I've already changed one of my picks just so we have something different. But Dan matched all of my picks but two. And they're pretty obvious ones that he missed. Actually, three, because Dan can't fill in colors correctly. But, yeah. So, good job, Dan. I mean, listen, I'm not going to pick different from what I think just because we need to be different. Um, Bitch! You're chasing Bitch. me. You're chasing me at this point. I'm not so chasing you. So, you're doing you. exactly what I did the last two years to you late in the season. Making you pick first and then changing everything so you can't catch me. It's smart. It's very Bill Belichickian of you, yeah, fucking asshole. Let's move along. Let's talk about the Thursday night football game, Tampa at Buffalo. We both picked Buffalo. I think this is pretty self-explanatory, although it wouldn't shock me. Would it you? Absolutely. Buffalo at home? Yeah, that's, this one would shock hmm. me. On a short week? That's what That's what would make it more shocking. You're making the argument for me. Hmm. Jets and Giants at a home game for somebody. I have the Giants. You picked the Jets. I just wanted to be different. Jacksonville is going to Pittsburgh. We both picked Jacksonville, which means congratulations, Steeler fans. You will be in first place at the end of Sunday. Philadelphia is at Washington. We both picked Philadelphia in a game that will be over at halftime. The Rams and Dallas. We both have Dallas. Sneaky upset pick here if you want to go with the Rams, yes or no. I'm not going with the Rams. I actually did think about it, but the, uh, I think they just had a couple good first games. This Dallas defense is too good. Green Bay is going to Minnesota looking for a bounce back game to try to fight their way back into the division. They're not going to catch Detroit, but still, I picked Green Bay. You picked Minnesota. I picked Green Bay because, you know, Packers fan. Uh, Tennessee is going to Atlanta. You picked Tennessee. or I'm sorry. I picked Tennessee because they're at home. You, I really screwed that up, didn't I? Atlanta is going to Tennessee. I picked Tennessee. You picked Atlanta. Why did you choose Desmond Ritter to beat the Titans? Um, I don't know, man. I think this Tennessee team's packing it in. Will Levis is starting at QB, it looks like. Um, so a good defense against a rookie quarterback. 
kind of smells like a Tennessee loss, in my opinion. And Fair. if they don't play Derrick Henry because the trade talks are real, not just with the Ravens, with other teams as well, then the, that team's kind of done. They already traded away, which is something we completely glossed over. They traded away Kevin Berg, fired, however you say his last name, um, to Philly. That Philly defense just got even so much better, to be completely honest. I can't believe we glossed over that and didn't mention it. Uh, Miss Tennessee secondary was already – anemic and it just got even more anemic that did that i actually think desmond ritter may be able to throw all over this team for 350 plus then make him your make him your survivor pick actually your survivor pick this week is gross uh indianapolis is going to i'm sorry we skipped over one uh miami is going to host new england in a game that should be over by the second quarter we both have Miami. New Orleans is going to Indianapolis. I got the Colts. You have the Saints. I don't feel good about it either way. Houston is. I mean, to be honest, to be honest, this was one that I did pick to be different because I actually had Indy typed in there at first. And I said, eh, I'll pick a different team. And I went with New Orleans. Houston is your survivor pick as they go on the road to the Carolina Panthers. Did you pick them because they're playing Carolina? Uh, yeah, that's the sole reason why I picked them, and I don't feel good about it. Carolina will get their first win this this week. Cleveland is going to Seattle. We both have Cleveland. Then pick them. Pick them. Pick Carolina if if, if you're saying they get their first win this week. Change Fine. your pick. Fine. I'll do it. And I'm putting, them in, I'm putting it in lowercase to show my lack of faith. Uh, Cleveland is going to Seattle. We both have Cleveland. I don't feel good about this game as a Browns fan. I don't feel good about this game picking. Oh, Dan, just change it to Seattle. Now we have some differences here. Just to spite you. San Francisco is hosting Cincinnati. East team going west never plays well. San Francisco should win this game. They are my survivor pick. So congratulations. I will be wrong again. What scares me about this game is I agree with you. East, East team don't play good going west, but Cincinnati is coming off a bye. I don't think it matters. Kansas City is going to Denver in a game that should be over by the time Taylor Swift can finish her second single. I mean, Baltimore is going to. It's a divisional game, so. It doesn't matter. Baltimore is going to Arizona in a game that should be over by halftime. The Chargers are going to host Chicago on Sunday Night Football. Can we flex this? this? I'd like to reverse it, maybe. But who are you going to flex into Sunday Night Football? Uh, give me... Yeah, that's my point. Give me Jets Giants. Yeah. Mm, give no. me Atlanta, Tennessee. Give me Green Bay, Minnesota. Give me Baltimore, Green Bay, Minnesota, Arizona. absolutely not. The only way they're going to... Well, it is in Lambeau. But anyway, no. Uh, we both have the Chargers. And then Detroit on Monday Night Football against the Raiders. Oh, my God. This is actually a terrible week of games. Like I'm Yeah. This, Seattle-Cleveland Cleveland may be the game of the week, to be completely This honest. one kind of scares me a little bit because uh, this is Detroit. If they lose, they're, they're still going to win their division. But uh, So I think, I think uh, Dan Campbell is going to have this team up and ready for this. I believe this is their first Monday night football game in over six years. More power to them. Uh, either way, it's still a make-or-break game for them. And they have to show up because if they don't, you're going to hear a lot of rumblings about a lot. The word overrated is going to be used a lot. Anyway, oh. what that's going to bring an end for this one. What you can expect from us here soon, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, 
you will get an NHL at the, what, seven games in? A tenth of the way through the season. We're going to talk about all the action that is action on the ice. 32 teams played last night. We're going to talk a little bit about that and how the NHL covered it and what exactly happened, who's surprising us, who's not surprising us, and everything in between. You're also going to get a World Series preview now that we have one. Kind of shocking who got in. Kind of shocking. You may also get something about basketball. We don't really watch it. We don't really care. But you may get all of that and so much more. Dan, you got anything to add before we put the book on this one? I uh, I do not. Excellent contribution. Really appreciate it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team is not doing so hot, it can always be the players' name later who can make it better. See you.